Hey, Mama. I know getting meals on the table for your family can feel tough, especially finding weeknight-friendly meals that everyone in the family will love. There's a good chance it's why you're here, at least I hope so. Helping moms take the stress out of feeding their family is my biggest passion. It's why I share with you here, and it's why I created the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. If you've ever wished this podcast came with a weekly done-for-you dinner plan with a shopping list and meal prep tips, or maybe a recipe library with over 200 family-friendly recipes, cooking tips, how-tos, and hacks, well, it does, and it's all in the Healthy Mama Cooking Club over on Patreon. Starting at just $3 a month for access to our 200-plus recipe vault with printable PDF recipes, or $5 a month for weekly done-for-you dinner plans, plus the recipe vault and bonus podcasts every month, the Healthy Mama Cooking Club is the dinnertime solution you're looking for. Head to patreon.com slash healthymamachris or click the link in the show notes to try it out for a week free and join over 130 other busy mamas making weeknight meals work with the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. I can't wait to see you in there. All right, let's get on with the episode. Did you know there is an actual method to writing your grocery list that will help you save more money on food? Keep listening to find out how my grocery list helps me save on groceries every week. Does cooking feel like a struggle more often than you want to admit? Do school lunches get boring after the third week and even cereal for breakfast sometimes feels like too much effort? Let alone feeding yourself and your family meals with vegetables they'll actually eat? If you're a busy mama like me, you can probably relate. I'm Chris Dovniak and welcome to My Healthy Mama Kitchen. I'm a trained chef, culinary nutritionist, and mama of two, and I'm here to guide you in making healthy eating easy and accessible by simplifying your meal plan, demystifying meal prep, taking the stress out of weeknight dinners, and helping you learn to cook your family delicious, nutrient-dense meals along the way without spending hours in the kitchen or thousands of dollars a month at Whole Foods. In this podcast, I'm here to share my best tips, tools, and hacks for your real-life Healthy Mama kitchen with a side of humor and sometimes a little bit of spice. So grab your favorite apron and let's get cooking. A couple of weeks ago, I was scrolling on Instagram or TikTok, I can't remember which one, and a video popped up in my feed that said something along the lines of, are you someone who writes your grocery list based on store section or are you normal? And it made me laugh, but the truth is that creating a grocery list that is intentional to help you to save money on food does not have to be that complicated and it doesn't have to take that much extra time. I think oftentimes we think it's wildly complicated to be more intentional about our grocery list. And yeah, is it going to take a couple extra minutes versus just writing your grocery list down on an old envelope? Yeah, it will. But I promise the couple of extra minutes you spend making an intentional list will save you so much time at the store and stress having to go back for things that you forgot. Forgot. And most importantly, it can help you save on groceries. So I'm going to share with you four tips for how to create your grocery list intentionally so that you can save more money on food. Tip number one, you need to meal plan before you create your grocery list. This is one of those things that seems 
obvious, but I think oftentimes what we do is we start writing down the things that we need and then going, oh, I've got to create a meal plan. And then we go and write down a few ideas for our meal plan. And we're like, all right, I got my meal plan. I've got my list. And then we head out the door. We rush it. We rush the process. And it's one of those things that I really try and I don't want to say drill in, that sounds really extreme, but I really try and encourage moms with when it comes to little things that we can do to save more money on groceries, being intentional with our meal plan and with our grocery list are some of the first steps that we need to take. It's so much more than what we do at the grocery store. I see so many people who talk about spending less on groceries focusing on what you do at the grocery store. But I firmly believe it's what we do outside of the grocery store before we go to the grocery store and how we cook and approach cooking in general, reducing food waste. These are the things that make the biggest difference long term because prices at the grocery store are going to change. Inflation is going to happen. Prices are going to go up. Prices are going to go down. Prices on one thing are going to go up because the growing season wasn't as good that year. And if it's something you buy regularly, it could have a small impact on your grocery budget. And these things add up. But what we can do is we can make sure that we are being as intentional as possible with the planning and the list process and cooking. And these things can help our grocery spending stay a lot more steady, no matter how the prices change at the grocery store. So first and foremost, you need a meal plan. I want you to keep in mind when you meal plan, number one, what do you have on hand? Make sure you're checking your fridge first. Any bits of things that are left from last week that you can use, use your fridge first or use what's in your fridge first. Then check your freezer and your pantry before you plan. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Check your inventory if your inventory is up to date and you don't want to go through your freezer and your pantry, but definitely check your fridge and start by planning with what you have on hand. This is the best thing you can do to save money on groceries is using what you already have. That's free food. It's food you already paid for. It can also be helpful to do a second quick check of your cupboards after you plan your meals to make sure that you're not buying double of things and then ending up with an overflowing pantry. The second thing you want to keep in mind is what is in season. If you lean towards in-season produce, especially so vegetables and fruit, that is a way that you can save on those items and also consider using ingredients in more than one meal. So for instance, if you have broccoli in one meal, if you've chosen a meal with broccoli and you only need one head of broccoli, Oftentimes, broccoli comes in a bunch with two heads unless you're buying it individually. Then choose another recipe that has broccoli so you use up that broccoli rather than ending up with one head of broccoli left in your fridge. So number one, you need to meal plan first. Keep in mind what you have on hand, what's in season, and if you can use an ingredient in more than one meal to use it up so you're avoiding having extras in your fridge at the end of the week. Tip number two. 
when you write your grocery list, write your grocery list based on store categories. Yes, exactly what that person on that reel or that TikTok said that we shouldn't do, right? Because it makes us not normal. You're very normal. I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe you're not normal. I'm not normal. What is normal? But what I want you to do is write your list based on the store sections, based on store categories, because what this helps you to do is stay focused when you are in the grocery store. When you're in the produce section, you are looking at the produce part of your list and just buying what you need. Then you can move on to the next section. You can move on to the meat and the dairy section. Then you can move on to, I actually, t- typically, it's produce, meat, and fish section, and then dairy and freezer are oftentimes together. Every store is a little bit different, but typically that's how it goes. And then dry goods are in the middle. When you have your grocery list categorized by store section, you are not running around the store back and forth because you forgot this thing or you forgot that thing. You are much more intentional. I'm going to keep using that word. You're able to be focused, get what you need, move on to the next section, get in and get out of the store. Studies show the longer we spend in a store, the more likely we are to spend more. Same goes for going back to the store more than once. How often do we go into the store and come out with just the one thing we needed? More often than not, we come out with a couple of extras. These extras add up. $15 a week of extra items that we just throw in our cart is over $700 a year. What could you do with an extra $700 a year? That's a plane ticket to a lot of really cool places. So just consider that. How can you spend less time in the store, get in and get out? And if you do online grocery shopping, this can also help you to stay focused with your online shopping because you can go by category that way as well if you're going to do grocery pickup. This goes for however you grocery shop. It just makes your shopping easier and more efficient. Tip number three. When you create your meal plan, you're going to create your grocery list based on your meal plan, and I want you to write down the specific quantities of each item you need, rather than writing onions on the list. Now, onions might not be the best example because I will just write onions on the list because we always buy a bag of onions if we are out of onions because I know I'm going to use it up. But if it's an item I don't necessarily know I'm going to use up, don't just write down zucchini. Write down you need two zucchini because there's oftentimes an option to buy things in either individually or in a bag or a grouping of some sort. And typically when a produce item is grouped together, it's less expensive. So if you need a bag of sweet potatoes, then buy the bag of sweet potatoes. If you need more than like two or three sweet potatoes, if you only need two, it's probably going to be less expensive to just buy the two unless you know you are going to use those sweet potatoes the next week. If you know you're going to use something up, then buy the larger quantity. But if you don't know if you're going to use it up, buy just the amount you need. Both of these can be good strategies. It doesn't need to be one way or the other. You don't need to always buy the item in a larger quantity because it's less per ounce or per unit. You don't always need to buy the individual item. So 
it can be helpful to know in your grocery store too. You know, sweet potatoes are 69 cents a pound when you buy them individually, but the bag ends up being 50 cents a pound. Again, this doesn't seem like a big difference, but remember that these small things add up over time. You don't need to be obsessive about this, but for the ingredients you use regularly, it can be helpful to understand which one is the less expensive option. Typically, if you need four or five sweet potatoes, it's the bag. Sometimes it makes sense to buy more, sometimes it doesn't. And tip number four, don't forget about breakfast, lunch, and snacks. This is a huge mistake I see people make, and I have been guilty of it myself in the past. I actually recommend creating a staples list of groceries that you use up every week and or a list of monthly staples that you use up every month. We're going to talk more about staples in next week's episode, but the point here is to make sure you're not forgetting those essentials that you use every single week. Some of our staples are things like yogurt, lemons for lemon water, bread, eggs, deli meat, things that we use for lunches and breakfasts every single week. Knowing what those staple items are, even if you just throw them in your cart, can be really helpful because you won't forget those things and end up having to go back to the store like we talked about before. So knowing what your staples are and not forgetting about breakfast, lunch, and snacks can be really helpful. Oftentimes when we meal plan, we're just thinking of dinner. Make sure you write down a few ideas for breakfast and lunch as well. So to recap, we're keeping this simple, friends. You need to meal plan first. Then you're going to create your grocery list based on your meal plan. When you write your list, write your list based on the categories within the store. So the produce section, the meat and fish section, the dairy and freezer section, and the dry goods section. So you can stay focused, get in and get out, make your grocery shopping that much more efficient. Don't forget to write the quantities of the items you need. Tally them up because sometimes it makes sense to buy more and sometimes it doesn't. And don't forget about breakfast, lunch, and snacks. As a bonus tip, it's really helpful to create a staples list of groceries that you use up every single week. We'll talk more about that next week, but just make sure that you're not forgetting those essentials so you don't have to go back to the grocery store for those breakfast items that you forgot on Friday. So this week, I want you to try to create your grocery list like this if you're not already. Create your grocery list with intention and see how it makes those little changes that add up to big savings over time. If you are not already on my email list, I send out about one email a week with tips and recipes you're going to want to go ahead and get on my email list because we have a really fun special spring sale coming up next week all about saving on groceries. So click the link in the show notes to go ahead and get on my email list. You will also get my free grocery spending tracker so you can start tracking your grocery spending and start seeing that progress on how you are saving money on groceries week after week, month after month. So click the link in my show notes, get on my email list, be the first to know when our spring sale happens. 
As always, I would love to connect with you more over on Instagram. I'm at Healthy Mama Chris over there. I love when you reach out and tell me which episodes are helping you and what you want to hear more of. This podcast is designed to help you. So I want to know more about what is helping you and what I can help you on when it comes to your meal planning, your meal prep, your grocery budgeting, your cooking, and beyond. Until next episode, happy grocery shopping. Thank you for listening to Mommy's podcast. Friend, thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Healthy Mama Kitchen podcast. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you love to listen to podcasts so you never miss a cooking tip. If you've been loving this podcast, it would mean so much to me if you left a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It truly makes a difference in how many other busy cooks find this show and lets me know what you're loving and want to hear more of. For show notes and links to all the recipes and tools I mention, head to HealthyMamaChris.com slash podcast. For daily eats, cooking tips, and family-friendly shortcut dinner ideas, be sure to follow along over on Instagram at HealthyMamaChris. Remember, cooking for your family may not always feel easy, but it can be simple.